Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning. It's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. No, I can confirm that it is not every day of the week that you come in to do a radio show, and one of the more famous athletes that we have talked about over the last year is sitting in a police precinct in New York being processed, but that's exactly what's going on right now. What a story. We got a good one. We got a good one. Now, the UFC was holding a media junket in Brooklyn. Brooklyn in the house? Yeah, right there. Big uh, UFC event that uh, seven people are going to watch. UFC 223. That's like those pot. You know how people name their podcasts, they have numbers on them? It it gets stupid after a while. Like 223. That's uh, too high. Get a change or something. Anyway, uh, now nobody typically pays much attention to a UFC media junket. It just doesn't pop up on our radar. But certainly this was much different, this news conference, and it wasn't anything that was said during the news conference. 
I, it wasn't anything discussed there. It was all about Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. I'm, I'm going to assume that you haven't been in a coma, but I can't assume that. Maybe you've been doing stuff and you've been locked out of the sporting world, and you might have missed this. This is amazing. So the, the backstory before I get into the meat of it, Dana White stripped Conor McGregor of his UFC 155-pound title. It's not official yet, though. It's going to be official on Saturday night. Uh, he's going to lose that UFC lightweight belt on Saturday. The winner of the what had been the scheduled match was going to get that title. So McGregor was going to be left out on the street. And that was lighter fluid and set Conor McGregor off into a rage and his posse of lunatics went on a crime spree in the bowels of the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. McGregor and his gang of thugs attacked a bus carrying the UFC fighters out of the arena in Brooklyn. And when I say they attacked, they attacked. It was like the Old West. And, and you know, those movies, the old Western movies where the the horse and the carriage is going and then the, uh, the, the desperados come over and overtake it. Uh, I mean, my God, uh, that's what we saw there, these hoodlums. And when the dust had settled, Dana White revealing that one of the UFC fighters, uh, fighters on that bus, Michael uh, Chiza, he, he was cut to pieces. That was the quote from Dana White. And uh, it was hospitalized for his injuries, and there's uh, different reports trickling in from New York uh, how bad that was. There was a laceration to his face. Uh, he has been ruled out of the fight on Saturday in Brooklyn, so he's out. Another fighter will also not be taking part in his scheduled fight because of multiple cornea abrasions from glass that was flying in the air everywhere when McGregor and his goons decided to uh, have a little good, you know, have a little fun with the bus attack, the bus, the wheels on the bus go round and round. Uh, yeah, you say that, and then you know what else goes round and round? That that giant dolly, the dolly that goes into the bus. All right, let's hear from Dana White, and then we'll uh, we'll get deeper into this. Dana White uh, pointing out that his his guy, well, his former guy, Conor McGregor. There is a liability situation here that Conor McGregor is going to have to deal with. You can imagine he's going to be sued beyond belief, and uh, this was a real bad career move for him. I disagree with that. I'll explain why in a minute. I do not think this was a bad career move. I think this was a great career move. I think this was wonderful. Uh, here's more from Dana White here, and he brings up the D word, the D word about Conor McGregor. I don't know if he's on drugs or what his deal is, you know, but to come and do this and, and, and act like this. And you're talking about a guy who has a baby. He just had a kid. This is how you're acting. You have a son at home. Of course, he's crazy. You paid him. He's been crazy his entire career. It's not like he just became crazy, stupid. You're an enabler, Dana White. How do you feel, you enabler? Uh, here's more. Here's uh, Dana White again. Uh, how do you really feel about Conor McGregor, Dana? Explain. And don't hold back, please. Listen, you don't like Habib and you don't like what happened or whatever, then fight Habib. You can come in here and you can do it legally. This fight's happening Saturday. We could have talked and made the Khabib fight right after. You could do whatever you wanted to Khabib within the limits of the rules of, you know, fighting. But you want to grab 30 friends and come down here and do what you did today? 
It's disgusting. And I don't think anybody is going to be huge Conor McGregor fans after this. Uh, well, that's, he's, that's a lie. Okay. And he knows it. That's a lie. Uh, now, he's being processed, Conor McGregor. We are told that he's going to be charged with criminal mischief and reckless endangerment. Uh, later on, on on Friday here. So those are the charges that McGregor's going to face. Now the question, was this a legitimate situation or a staged event for publicity for Conor McGregor and for the UFC? Now my perspective on this, you've got the Vince McMahon playbook, guerrilla marketing, artistic ability, and the horse's mouth. There's a lot of stuff. We'll link everything together. Now, the fact that, first of all, the fact that Conor McGregor has been charged, or not, not officially charged, but he's, he's turned himself in to the police in New York City. That happened uh, a few hours ago. That advances the story. That advances the story. Now, do I think that Conor McGregor's in any kind of real danger of doing some jail time? No. He's probably laughing right now. Well, he's, he was looking at the time. He's sleeping. Uh, but I'm guessing what's going on, he's having a good time with the guys at the jail. They're probably telling stories about him and Mayweather and what it was like, and he's telling old, old boxing or UFC stories. That's likely what's going on. I, I don't think he's like in, in, you know, by himself there, and he's, got, you know, he's, he's uh, in his, a single cell and there's no one talking to him. This, the guys at the jail are probably like telling stories, and if he is with other people, they're probably having a great time, a grand old time. They're just having a wonderful time. So the... There's really not much to investigate. Everything's on video. I mean, it's not, it's not like, what else is there? I mean, it's you see them running, and you see them picking crap up and throwing it at the van. But the reason I don't believe he's in too much trouble, and the charges are supposed to be, as I said, criminal mischief and reckless endangerment uh, for Conor McGregor. Number one, despite the very, very large, I don't know, what's, what's the proper word here I'm looking for? Uh, the over-the-top commentary by people in the UFC. I think ultimately when the dust settles, the UFC is not going to pursue this. Now, Dana White did mention liability. That's a different conversation. But criminal is what matters, right? Criminal takes away your freedom. That's not going to really happen. And number two, Conor McGregor's got money. When you've got money, you don't go to jail for things like this. When you have money, it costs you a lot of money, a lot of billable hours, but Connor and his entourage of hooligans executed a publicity stunt, uh, not perfectly because people were injured, but you had 170 different camera angles that were all immediately fed on the interweb and made their way around through the tentacles of social media. And it was right out of the Vince McMahon playbook. In fact, it wasn't even just Vince McMahon. We're going old school, right? I remember when I was younger and watching boxing promotions uh, like a Don King special, going back to the Bronze Age of boxing, or Bob Arum, now, those guys, those titans of boxing, even before that. This was, my reaction watching it was, it was staged to heighten entertainment value for a future event. And B, Dana White, he held that UFC news conference, and other than a few MMA media types, nobody pays attention. I, I was watching the Yankee... Oreo game for some reason. And you know what the lead story on the TV station in New York right after the Yankee game was? What do you think it was? Take a guess. Ding, 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 ding. You little weasel. That's right. What do you think the headlines on the New York tabloids are going to be? You think they're going to be about President Trump? You think they're going to be about some 
a local story in New York, or do you think they're going to have something to do with Conor McGregor by chance? What do you think? I think you know the answer to that. I think you know the answer to that. Uh, this is getting international media coverage. It is brilliant guerrilla marketing. It will be, as I said, on the front page of every tabloid, and the people who read the tabloid newspapers in New York, it's covered by national radio shows like ours, TV shows, social media coverage up the wazoo. Now, here's what I think happened. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. Not what I think. I, I believe I'm 100% right on this. This was choreographed, but it wasn't completely written out. What I mean by like, one of my favorite shows, and I don't watch a lot of television, but I, I love the show Curb Your Enthusiasm. And what they do on that show, what Larry David and the writers do on Curb Your Enthusiasm, is they have a premise. It's an outline. And they tell the actors, all right, you're at dinner uh, Larry's got a problem with his bowel movement, and you've got it. And there's a couple of lines you have to get in, but it's it's loosely rip, written, right? This, the premise is there, the outline is there, and I'm I'm convinced that's what happened here. That they said, all right, here's what's going to happen: you attack the UFC fighters, Connor. You run through the arena. Connor attacks the boss. He gets angry. One thing leads to another. Conor McGregor uses his artistic ability, and and he gets carried away. He cranks it up a couple of notches too far. He starts saying, hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. And he picks the Dolly up, and he chucks it at the window, not, not thinking that the Dolly was big enough to cause the window to shatter and shards of glass to go f- flying into the eyes of the people on the bus. He didn't think that through. That was a heat-of-the-moment situation. Heat-of-the-moment situation. So the fu- the final thing here, the parting shot, any question that this was not some kind of contrived stunt has to be put to bed. Now, what's my evidence on that? Let's go to the horse's mouth. Now, we played some sound bites from Dana White. Dana White used big buzzwords. You heard some of them in the sound bites we played. Uh, and he said that things, uh, terrible things, about Conor McGregor. Uh, said he's a criminal, which he is. He's being charged with a crime. Uh, it's disgusting, he said. Uh, despicable what Conor McGregor did. He went as far as to say it's the most disgusting thing in the history of the UFC. That's a quote from, from Dana White, the promoter. But you know what Dana White didn't do? When Dana White was asked point blank, point blank by TMZ whether Conor McGregor was done and he would never fight again in the UFC. What did Dana White do? He played dodgeball is what he did. He played dodgeball. He said, this is bigger than us firing him. They're not firing him. This will blow over. Conor McGregor is going to pay a bunch of money to uh, lawyers and have to donate some money to the New York justice system. And he'll be fine. He'll be all right. And he'll have to pay out some settlements to these UFC fighters brilliantly who chose not to fight. That's a that's a good job by them. I'll tell you what. You're going to make more money in a settlement from Conor McGregor than you would from Dana White. So, And to show to get any kind of real settlement, you have to show there's actually some, some damage done to your career by not being able to participate, by not be, being able to participate in a match. You've then had a financial hardship. And so Conor McGregor is going to have to pay the man is what's going to have to happen. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. If you would like to talk about that, you are more than welcome. The number, 
99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. We have Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia is right over there. The melee at the Barclays. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not sure if it was a publicity stunt gone wrong or gone right, but uh, I definitely agree with you. This was something that was staged. Maybe it went farther than they were expecting if these injuries well, are, well, definitely are legit. Further. Imagine the conversation, though. At some point, somebody from the UFC, probably Dana White, they had to talk to Conor McGregor. So what are you doing, stupid? What are you? We told you to attack the. We didn't tell you to throw something at the bus, you moron. Yeah, but the publicity for this, the attention oh, is yeah, getting. They is they could great. not have paid money to get this kind of publicity oh, and attention. It was wonderful. It was this great. is uh, there. Believe me, Dana White, if he's awake right now, is uh, is smiling as he, he's. This, a, this is orgasmic for Dana White. Oh, with this, you, he's thrilled the, by this. The, the amount of uh, publicity that this has generated. And media attention, uh, you know, <sighs> how much that would cost the UFC to come up with that kind of money to pay for this, uh, the kind of exposure on radio Yeah, they're and willing television. to lose a couple of fights uh, that I don't know that anyone was really all that excited about anyway. Yeah, the hardcore UFC maybe, guy's going to watch. Maybe, yeah, uh, But they can, they'll put some other guys in there. They'll fill those cards. They'll fill those, those, those fights with some other guys. And, uh, but again, in the, in the long run, uh, they're thrilled by this. They're absolutely thrilled oh, by this. this. Is, uh, did you watch the video, Eddie? Did you see the video? I did. I didn't see the actual oh, the seven, object the seven go diff- through the window. You I saw, oh, TMZ's got the video. I saw him pick up like uh, one of those made, barriers. Harvey, no, no, no. He picked up a dolly. The other guy picked up a barrier. Okay. There were a couple things that were picked up. TMZ paid, I, I assume they paid for it. They've got the other angle. It's like the Zabruder film. You know, it's like that, I, need that the other, sec, I need the second angle. You got to go slow mo. If you go on the TMZ website, they've got the second angle. It's fantastic. It's just wonderful, uh, and in, it's completely uncomplicated. It's very simple. You see the video. You see McGregor pick it up and chuck it. I'm, ah, I, I, yeah. I'm watching it now. Right? Yes. Look at yes. that. That's good. He should have been in the Olympics. That's an Olympic the, the dolly throw. Yes, the dolly throw. That's be wonderful. Yeah, that is wonderful. You know what else is wonderful, Ben? Artistic is what it was. What, what, what's wonderful? Uh, the fact that Justin Cooper is back. Uh, he's back, yes. Manning is post. Our executive producer, who uh, for some reason fell ill yesterday and wasn't able to be well, here. He, he told me before the show that he actually loves Vaseline. He actually had a scoop yesterday. Really? Yes, it's uh, his new favorite is, snack. No, that is false. Uh, you told me off the air that you love Vaseline, and you've got a, you've got a little can- canister that you carry with you. At any time you want a little taste, little taste of the Vaseline, you have it. He's addicted now. He's off weed. He's on petroleum jelly. He's moved away from weed. He's now into petroleum jelly. That's his new thing. How you feeling, Coop? How you doing? I'm feeling okay. Yeah. Yeah. You feel good enough to eat? Yeah. Oh, he's feeling fine. Are we getting more food? What's going on? Are we having food all week, right? Who's sending food tonight? Who do we have? Yeah, I don't know. Dude. Well, you you lined it up, Coop. You that was part of the payoff. That's part of your bounty. That's your that's your pot of gold, Coop. That's Do you remember the, who was the one who the said it was all well, going to be well, all week? Well, yesterday it was the cowboy killer. Amelia. Oh, yesterday, was, yesterday when I wasn't here. Yeah, well, yeah. You guys got food for me eating Vaseline. That's there, exactly right. Well, there was no fine. Well, we did our jobs and we showed up, and there was no fine print that said you had to be here for the pizza. Right? It didn't say that. So we, you know, yeah, we were hungry. Oh yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It absolutely <laughs> makes sense. 
By the way, Coop, here's your five dollars for me. Oh, look at Danny yeah. doing it on the. I did it off the. I want to show you because Th- thank you, Danny. My acts of charity are done off the. I don't need to. What, what do you mean act of charity? We made the bet live on the air. You weirdo. I know, and I paid up off the air. I paid my money up <laughs> off the air because I don't like publicity oh, for my my acts of charity. Just like when you show up to a hospital to see sick kids, you shouldn't have a camera crew <laughs> with you. Uh, documenting right. everything that you're yeah, doing. This That's is a little different. Though. Except now you're telling everybody that you gave me the money off the air. <laughs> well, only to make Danny look bad. That's it. Only to make Danny look bad. That's why I'm doing it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The train is slowing down. It's coming into the station right now. The regular season in the NBA, which began 17 months ago, is about to come to an end, and the playoffs will begin. Those will go on for another seven months. And so every team has about four games, about four games to go in the regular season. And so it will all be over. The playoffs are going to start in mid-April, and we are on track to see something that hasn't happened in generations in the NBA postseason. Now, you know what that is? You basketball fan, have you been paying attention to this? Possibly not. Uh, it looks, and much to the dismay of every man, woman, and child in America, it looks like the heroic Clippers run to the playoffs will come to an end. They played absolutely gutless, spineless basketball in Salt Lake City. Got, no, no, you don't play that! Don't play that! Turn that crap off! How dare you! You weasel! You scumbag! You schmuck. <laughs> the beloved Clippers, America's team with fans. I know they've got the most popular mascot around. I understand that. Mascot of the year last year, my friend Chuck the Condor. Well, unless the Clippers can pull some voodoo boogaloo, uh, they are not getting into the playoffs. You can, If that happens, and it's, let's just say they're in hospice care at this point. Things are not looking good. You know, every once in a while someone goes to hospice and they get out. Doesn't happen very often. Uh, so th- the Clippers here, you can turn out the lights on all of the big markets. And if that is going to happen, it certainly looks like that's going to be the case. What does that mean? That means that this is likely to become the first NBA postseason since, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, first NBA postseason since 1960 that there is no team from the New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles market. Oh, no. Now, to put that in to perspective, right, give you some little backstory. The president in 1960 was a guy named Dwight D. Eisenhower. That's the last time. Who? He, you know, he's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. And I think that was the year that uh, there was the, the John F. Kennedy uh, election. He, he became, he won the election. He didn't become president until uh, the following the following year. Uh, they said this is, there would be no politics. They said there's no politics, just do the show. There's no politics. Why am I even talking about that? Anyway, the, the point is this. So you got none of the big three cities represented. You're going to have instead a bunch of mid-sized and smaller cities. Shout out Milwaukee, uh, shout out Indianapolis. Can I get a hell to the yeah for Salt Lake City? Uh, where is Oklahoma City on the map? Can you find that? Hey, look at New Orleans. I see New Orleans over there. All of these teams are tracking to be in the postseason, which is fine. Good for them, right? But let's discuss. All right, let's talk about this. The question is this, in terms of 
concern. Is this something or nothing for the guardians of the NBA to be worried about? Now, I'm going to go first on this. and My answer is it is absolutely something to be concerned about. Uh, my thoughts on this, you've got acid test, star power, and risky business. You've got all these things. Now, the first thing here, the, the NBA has been the benefactor of a pretty good almost 60 years of success, and I will concede a lot of that was back when the Lakers used to be good. I mean, barely remember that, but they used to be good. They used to be in the playoffs every year. Oh, the hell, Bill Miller. We barely remember that. It was back when the black and white TVs were out there and things like that. And uh, But anyway. Jerk yourself away. Chicago had a, had a decent run. The Bulls have had some, some success. Shout out Michael Jordan. The Knicks, eh, not so much. But they also used to be good back when people wore bell bottoms and things like that. They used to have some good teams and, and whatnot. So uh, all those those markets regularly in the playoffs. And the NBA, to their credit or to their discredit, very braggadocious about how they have crossed over the, the Rubicon in recent years and that it's not about the big cities, that it's a global world. We're all connected by our phones and uh, social media, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Russell Westbrook can be a big effing deal playing in Oklahoma City, and that's great. Anthony Davis can have the unibrow and get paid boffo socko bucks to pretend to shave his unibrow, and these things can happen because it doesn't matter. Market size doesn't matter. That's what the NBA likes to brag about now, a lot of people around the NBA. So what we have here is an acid test in this postseason without L.A., Chicago, and New York. And the, the NBA playoffs have been relatively consistent. You know, all television ratings have gone down. The NFL's faced a, a lot of this. Um, shout out Colin Kaepernick and some other, other reasons in play with the NFL. But the NBA, the ratings in the NBA have been relatively consistent in the postseason. They've had a pretty good run here in the postseason. But now you're going you're gonna to go without the big markets. And I'd like to know behind closed doors, if we could eavesdrop in to the NBA offices on Fifth Avenue there, what are their real thoughts on this, right? And then the other thing is you look at the stars of the NBA and the way it's set up, since the, for some reason American sports aren't like in Europe, the one thing they do right in Europe is you, you get, they have relegation where if you're a disaster and a joke, if you're like the Phoenix Suns, instead of getting excited because you're about to win the top pick or you could win the top pick, you have the worst record in the NBA, rather than the Suns franchise, those band of losers in the Valley of the Suns celebrating how pathetic and disgraceful they are, if it was like it is in Europe, they'd be worried about being relegated to the D-League. <laughs> Which would Think about that. Um, that and I, I, when I was younger, I used to be, oh, I don't want to do anything with Europe. They don't know what they're doing in European sports. They absolutely know what they're doing with that relegation. I would love to see relegation in American sports. Instead, you're rewarded for being bad at your job. You're rewarded for being incompetent or trying to be incompetent. Yep. Hello to Memphis. Can I get a hell yeah to Mark Cuban and the Mavericks? The very consistently sucking Sacramento Kings who own the cesspool. That is, yeah. Yeah, that's where they reside. Anyway, get back to the point, please. All right, so that's star power because of the draft lottery in large part and the same teams being at the bottom. These stars have migrated, the next generation of stars, to places like New Orleans, uh, Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns, 
Uh, you've got Russell Westbrook, as we've mentioned, in Oklahoma City. Uh, he's there. And, and there's a couple of you know, Greek freaks in Milwaukee. Go down the list. You can go down the list, and that's where the stars are. So this is also a litmus test for that, for the stars, right? Because these guys are scattered all around the NBA, and how's that going to turn out? And then the final thing, and even though most – I get that most observers, you don't work in television. I'm going to assume that as a listener you're, you've got a job outside the media spectrum. You're not in this. You don't have any skin in the game, and you likely don't give a crap whether people watch or not. I understand that, but it's for the health of the sport. And the bigger concern is the NBA's television contract. This is not small potatoes. The NBA TV contract is insane. The amount of money that is being paid by the different broadcast partners of the NBA, it is, to say it's outrageous, I mean, that is, that is the understatement of understatements. Now, it used to be it was on NBC for years. They had that dopey John Teshong, and they made okay money. And in recent years, it has, it's $24 billion. When you have a $24 billion product, right? That's what this is, a $24 billion product when you stack it all up, all the different channels and all that. And the fact that the TV rights have, I think the last TV deal, the NBA TV rights went up 186% from what they were, and they were outrageous before. It's risky business for your partners because even though you might not like this and you don't like to talk about it, the the casual observer, the, the NBA postseason, all postseasons, what they like to do is they like, they like to get the person that's not a hardcore fan to watch. And usually that happens because of community pride, right? Say, like, hey, our team's in the playoffs, and the, the people that aren't like us, that aren't sports fans, that aren't hardcore sports fans, will be like, hey, uh, everyone at work is talking about the playoffs. We better watch the playoffs. That, that, that's always been the argument. So we won't know until this is over and we do the post-mortem on the, the ratings to see what kind of reverberation there is here in the aftermath of this. But it is, it's risky business for the TV partners over at ESPN and Turner because they were banking on some of the big city teams being there. Now, there are big markets. Houston's a big market. Uh, they're in the playoffs, not for long. Chris Paul will get hurt. James Harden will disappear. They'll be gone. Uh, and you've got the Celtics, but they won't be around long with Kyrie Irving. He's out. Um, so there's I mean, the Bay Area and San Francisco is a big market, so you got that. But there's some big markets, but you don't have the top three. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show on Fox the pizza has landed. The pizza has landed. That's very exciting. And uh, Loop was running around there. He was looking for that Vaseline so he could have that as an appetizer before the pizza. I don't think he found it. Uh, look over there. There's Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia's right, right over there doing his thing. And uh, we mentioned earlier the eagle has landed, Eddie. We, yes, we, I saw this. We take you now to the pregame festivities. The Minnesota Twins home opener, always a gala event. And the, <laughs> to be sure. The Seattle Mariners, the road team, and James Paxton, who I'm told by Mariner fan Robbie's the favorite to win the Cy Young this year. Who? Uh, yeah, James Paxton. So Any be- relation to John Paxton? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. So so before the game, you know, they have the, the pomp and circumstance. I see there's the American flag. Beautiful. I've seen bigger American flags. They went a little cheap on that. I've seen bigger American flags. Uh, so they had the big American flag. The players are lined up. All this, right? They do the flyover. Oh, look at the planes flying over. And to finish off the event, 
There are the planes. Oh, look at that. Four planes lined. Oh, they're very nice. And then the the bald eagle. The bald eagle comes down and does the thing you're not supposed to do at a time you're sp- not supposed to do it. The bald eagle. Now, it landed and attacked the Mariners starting pitcher, James Paxton. And there's a couple things here that I noticed. And I've what I've done here, Eddie, is given this microscope level coverage. What I've done here. So the bald eagle, I don't know if you you've seen this, right, Eddie? You've seen this? I have. So the bird landed on the grass. Bok, 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 chicken. And if you notice here, what I love is the nuance in this, right? So the bird lands on the grass at Target Field. And it's just doing its bird thing. And then it looks back, and it sees James Paxton out of the corner of its eye, and it says, that's a beautiful shoulder you have, young man. I'd like to go on your shoulder. And the bird flies up and lands right on the shoulder. Now, and Paxton was pretty calm, man. He was pretty cool. What would you do? Very a, cool. What would you do if a bald eagle landed on your shoulder? Like I that? don't know. You would, what a, what I would have done. But he, I think he, he absolutely played it right because you know, like animals sense fear, all that kind of thing. Yeah. If you're calm, you don't make any sudden movements. Chances are that they'll either just stay there or they'll just fly away. Yeah, and and then the guy the, the guy came over. The handler of the bird didn't seem all that upset. Yeah, that by big it. big glove on. Yeah, the big glove. And Paxton pitched in the game, right? He went out there and he did his thing and all that, but it's great, man. Eagles! So how do they punish the bald eagle? What do they do to punish him? They force Nick Foles to play quarterback for the uh, for the Eagles next year? Because he's only good in the playoffs. So. Sucks in the regular season. That sucks. Uh, no eagle treats. No eagle treats. Yeah. Yeah. Was the bird singing Fly, Eagles, Fly when he was, was coming down from the sky? Was Eagles! Yeah. Pretty nice there. Beautiful bird. What would they do to punish it? Like, how do you punish a bald eagle? What do you do? You know, you're not giving any keep, bird keep treats. Keep in the cage for a day. Keep him you in know? the cage there. Bird punishment. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Great moments in Twins history. It's got to be right up there. It's uh, outstanding. And Paxton's. I'm told he's Canadian, Eddie. That's why he's got ice water in his veins. Uh, oh, there, okay. he's a Canadian lad. All right, so Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you'd like to be part, the number 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Let's go to Pittsburgh and Matt or Pete in Pittsburgh, either one. Take your choice. They sound the same. Hello, Matt. Hey, what's up, man? It's uh, Matt, and I'm not. I keep sleeping in there, I think. No, he doesn't I He know. doesn't sleep. He, we know he's not a real human being. He has no heart. <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, I don't know. Yesterday was a little weird. I didn't mean to come off uh, like that for my first call, so I wanted to call and be a little more well, calm. And... You can apologize. Uh, kiss the ring, I believe you need to do. Kiss well, the that's ring. Not, let's not go that far. I didn't go say that. I said, hey, you know, that was a bad first impression. I heard some of the things back, and I was a little too excited. I was drinking coffee. You know, I'm a little more mellow right now. Was it but, coffee uh, or was it something else? No, that? I'm uh, actually sober, man. I've in recovery. So oh, congratulations. How long have you been sober now? Uh, about uh, just 45 days, but I went to rehab on my own. Uh, right. Not the judge this time, and I'm I'm done drinking. I, I can't do it anymore. It's, I get into fights. I break wrists. And I'm all <laughs> beat up. I got a bad ankle everything, so yeah. I can't do it anymore. Were you the guy that got in the fight with Todd Haley? Are you that guy? Yeah, I wish I was. I never liked Todd Haley. I was at uh, Tequila Cowboy. You wanted to kick, no, I don't mess you, around You want to kick his ass is what you wanted to do, right? You were... Well, you know, Ben didn't like him, so I didn't like him. I'm glad that he's gone. They they got Randy Finkler there. He's been with the team since Tama came in. They, I actually ran to them in a bar back in the day when I was drinking. 
Right. And, uh, Which was 45 days ago. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, like when Karma <laughs> first got there, like I was in my early 20s. I'm, I'm like 33 right oh, now. Oh, you're 34. washed up, man. You're 33. You're washed up, dude. Dude, I it's used over. to be an athlete, man. You should have saw me. I used to be good, yeah, man. Yeah, What's I'm, the PA? I'm, no. I'm an athlete still. I'm a, I'm a radio athlete. Yeah, well, I wish I could be. Unfortunately, my degree is not in communication. Doesn't matter. You think you think it matters if your degree is in communication? You should see some of the weasels I've worked with, some of the bozos I worked in radio. Man, well, let me tell you. I'll tell you the quick. I'll tell you how. To, let me tell you right now how to get a job in radio. I'm gonna tell you right now. Okay. Okay, I'm listening. Play a couple years in the NFL. It, you'll get a job. Done. All right. Play a couple years in baseball. They'll give you a job whether you can talk or not. Doesn't matter. You little weasel. They'll hook you up. Yeah. Yeah. Play play in the that. NBA. Make one roster in the NBA, you'll have a job. Done. Yeah, I got a bad wrist, man. I'm, not, I'm only 5'11". Yeah. You know, about How about this? All right. Do, do stand-up comedy. You'll get a job. They'll give you a job. I, All right. You know, I worked at the improv, believe it or not. I there you go. Ago. You could do a midday show. Done. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, just give me, I can use it as a reference now, right? Yes, I'm a rep. We're good friends. We've talked twice. We're very good friends now. Yeah. It's only going to go up from here. I mean, yeah. I'm busy. I'm up all night all the time. There ain't nothing good going on, you know. Why are you up all night? That's not healthy. You shouldn't be up. I'm up all nah, night, but I, I get mean, paid I said, for it. I'm a night owl. Oh, good. Time. Well, I'm a night owl, too, so it works out well. You're there. I'm here. We're all good. I got to hang up on you now because you're boring me, but thank you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And rocking and rolling like the ground in L.A., the tremor of Kubalu. Ben, the NFL draft is coming up pretty soon, and uh, there's a lot of rumors flying around. Latest one comes from the Dolphins, who are slated to pick 11th overall. Now, many have connected the Dolphins to Baker Mayfield should he drop down the board outside the top five. But a report out of uh, Miami surfaced on Wednesday and said that Adam Gase is, quote, obsessed with UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen. Yes, they should call the police. Yes, now they obviously have Ryan Tannehill. That's worked out great. Yeah. Uh, it's coming back this season from a knee injury, but do you think they should trade up if Rosen falls outside of uh, you know the first, oh, cool. first few picks? That's a very wordy question. The answer is absolutely. The answer is absolutely. Uh, here's why. A, the Dolphins are a stagnant franchise. They've had they've got a couple of good players. They're not completely dormant. But they've been floating along the lazy river of mediocrity for a number of years in Miami. It's been 20 years. Last season, Miami was not only bad, they were boring. You cannot be both. Josh Rosen would, you know, I'm not all in on Josh Rosen, but he would provide a shot of caffeine for the franchise. I'm skeptical of his long-term viability in the NFL. But if you're the Dolphins, I understand why they would be interested. And B, Ryan Tannehill is deficient inconsistency and now he is coming off a major career-altering injury Tannehill has been the big tease right over his time in Miami he doesn't always suck he'll take a couple steps forward and then he'll take three steps back it's like he's doing the limbo dance party how low can you go next Ben yes the Cleveland Cavaliers got a big return I'm using quotes here in the form of head coach Teron Liu. Yeah. Now, after taking leave of absence for health reasons, they uh, he returned to the bench, and they lost one game in the nine that he missed. You sound like you have Vaseline voice, Coop. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Yeah. Uh, ben. Yeah. Do you think this really matters, his return? Do you think it has any effect on the, the team whatsoever? Well, if I had to pick th- between that, uh, does he help or does he hurt? Th- I, I, I would say that he's actually going to help. The reason Liu is going to help, number one – 
he is a convenient fall guy for the Cavs. Now, the X's and O's, that doesn't matter. LeBron James is the coach. He does the X's and O's. And if it doesn't work, LeBron can out point the finger again at Coach Lou. He's the perfect punching bag for King James. And number two, in the big picture, Tyron Lou is window dressing. He he's he's got this facade of being the coach of the Cavaliers. But any key decisions, you and I both know, any key decisions are made by LeBron James. Coach Lou, his return is good, but only from the standpoint it gives the Cavaliers another scapegoat if things were to go sideways in the playoffs. All right, next. Ben, Ronda Rousey makes her professional wrestling debut on Sunday at WrestleMania 34. Now, they've been building up for this match for, for a long time now. But also at WrestleMania, Rusev has a title match. Now, my question for you, Ben, I know you don't really, uh, you're not into wrestling. No, but I'll be are... watching on a, possibly on a Russian website. Well, maybe. That, was, well yeah. that was my question. Are you going to yeah. be uh, tuning in to, to watch this this uh, one since you've got uh, a lot of vested interests? Are you more excited about Rousey or, or uh, Rusev? Well, this is not even close. You know this, Koopaloo. But Rusev all day, every day, twice on Sunday. All right, first of all, Rusev is one of us. He's a member of the Maller Militia. He listens to our show and just like you're doing right now, we were pen pals for years when he was pushing and shoving his way up the wrestling ladder in Tampa, learning the business. He's everything that is right with the WWE, Rusev. Uh, and, and he's a compelling character. He's creative. He's been surprising here. Uh, and I love it. And, and, and secondly, Ronda Rousey, come on, it's so played out. She's unlikable. Uh, we all know her downfall in the octagon and she lost her mojo. It, it, it's not going to go well. She's desperately trying to generate some buzz for this. I'm not buying it. You know, certain percentage of people are suckers and rubes, and they'll buy it. Rusev's the better story. That's where you need to uh, direct your attention. There it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you passed this edition. Ah, it's a win. I won again. I win. I win. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. No, it's Lame Jokes. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. These are actual jokes by actual listeners like yourself submitted care of the Ben Maller Show to Show at gmail.com or any of our social media channels. We compile the jokes on Thursday. Try to get them in as early as you can. And you don't have to wait till the last minute. Some of these jokes were submitted on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. A lot of them did come in Wednesday and Thursday, but these are actual jokes from actual listeners. Our leadoff hitter on Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week is Sirius Sean. Uh, hold on a second. Now, Sirius Sean, you like Weed Man to be there, right? Because he's your support staff. So are you there, Weed Man? Sean, I love you. Make me laugh. Come <laughs> open for me in Vegas. Me and no, Benny. No, no, Benny no, and no, a Weed no, Man. No, stop that. Stop that. <laughs> I don't hear... Let's go, fuck. Dumb and dumber. All right, yes, can we get to the joke, please? Yeah. Okay. This is a good one. How do you know if you have a female umpire? How do you know if you have a female umpire? Oh, this sounds like a sexist joke. I don't know. How do you know if you have a female umpire? She remembers the details of every single argument and will bring up arguments from previous games. (laughs) 
Bye, Sean. Sexist. There he goes. Sir Sean. So the way this works, I'll read the joke. I'll punch it off Eddie. He'll bounce it back to me, and then I'll give you the punchline at that point. Danny G will play this if it's funny. (laughs) He'll play this if it's not funny. If it could go either way, you'll hear this. Who is that, Shirley? No, it's not, not Shirley. Coop's got his offensive jokes. If you're easily offended, easily triggered, easily annoyed, this is not for you. We're trying to do this in uh, as much fun as we can. We want to smile. We don't take ourselves very seriously. You shouldn't either. And uh, that's the way we do it. Here we go. Why does Coop love the beach so much? Did you say the beach? The beach, yeah. Why I don't Coop know, Ben. Like- why does Coop like the beach so much? Seaweed. That's Hillbilly Mike sent that one in. Thank you for that. Uh, here's one from Adam. Why does Flexus Uber everywhere? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why does Flexus Uber everywhere? She got her license suspended for drag racing. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? We're off to a good start. This is solid. I like this. Uh, let's see. Eating pasta has been linked to weight loss in a new study. Is that so? Yeah, it turns out Tommy the Sorter was right all along. How about that? Mike sent that one in. Thank you, Mike. Uh, why didn't Coop play football in college? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why didn't Coop play football in college? Uh, took too many hits in high school, so there was a <laughs> problem there. That was uh, Adam sent that one in. Why is Blind Scott so good with a lightsaber? Uh, I don't know. Why is Blind Scott so good with a lightsaber? Apparently he mastered his cane. I don't know what that's about. I just, <laughs> Anthony in Anaheim sent that one in. Coop, you have anything you want to lead off with here? Big Ben's lame jokes of the week? Sure, man. Uh, why, why did I not disclose why I called in uh, sick after eating the Vaseline? Uh, I don't know. I didn't want the secret to slip out. <laughs> <laughs> did you like that one, Weed Man? Was that, was that good for you, Weed Man? Is, that, uh, is he gone? What happened to Weed Man? Hold on a second. Let me... Oh, I see what I did. I got to punch that up. Are you there, Weed Man? I told you not to do it. I told you not to do uh, it. Stop. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, where did Weedman Hippie book a hall for the Vegas show? Hmm, well, I've heard a certain place. I don't know, but where did he book a hall for the <laughs> Vegas show? The Loser's Lounge. That's uh, right Ooh. there. That's from Anthony and Anaheim. Anthony and Anaheim sent that one in. Uh, like that one. Uh, ESPN has found a way to boost their sagging ratings, Eddie. Oh, really? What are, the, what are they doing? Yeah, apparently every Friday night, uh, Doris Burke and Chris Berman will have a Vaseline segment on the show. And they'll get big. <laughs> no, I'm not tuning in for that. From Gordon in Tacoma. Right, we'll pause for the cause, as they say. We'll get to the rest of Big Ben's lame jokes. Got pages and pages of lame jokes. Listeners submitted jokes from listeners like yourself. And we've got some good ones. We are loading up. We've got some pretty good ones. The closer, I could go either way on the closer. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's get back to it. Here we go. It's lame jokes of the week. These are actual jokes sent in by actual listeners. This is my laugh track there. I don't see this. Easy. Yes! All right, yes, very good. I love you, uh, July 20th. No one cares. Okay. See, we'll skip over that one. Uh, let's see here, uh, Eddie. Did you hear about the homeless guy that ran for office? No, I didn't hear about that. He, tell, yeah, tell he, me. he wanted change. <laughs> All right, Jeez. not that funny. It's not the uh, Coop. What do you What do you got over there, Coop? Anything? Uh... No. I'm 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 all out. Already out. One and done for the Koopa Loop. Man, all right. Did you hear about the circus clown's funeral, Eddie? 
I did not hear about the circus clown's funeral. Very sad. All of his friends came in one car. <laughs> you look like a big fat clown. <laughs> Why don't sharks eat clowns, Eddie? Why don't sharks eat this clowns? From, I don't know, Ben. From, Why these, not? These last two are from Steve. They taste funny, Eddie. They taste funny. That's why they don't. <laughs> Our friend Surfer Todd, the comedian, he's going to be at the Ice House in Pasadena on Saturday. It's sold out, Eddie. You know that? No. Yeah, it is. Uh, what happens when you lead a horse to water? I don't know, Ben. What happens when you lead a horse to water? It will still marry Kanye. There you. Well, there's a fish out there. The photo's gone viral, Eddie. The fish with human teeth. It's baffling villagers. I have seen that photo. Yeah, it is weird. Derek Jeter said it is not a marlin. His fish have no teeth. Who is that, Shirley? No, it's not. It's not Shirley. Uh, Why was rapper Ice Cube the perfect remedy for Coop's illness? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why was Ice Cube the perfect remedy for Coop's illness? Uh, No Vaseline. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Really really like that one, huh? Uh, Who is Jim Nance's favorite sidekick villain? Oh, I think I know what it has. Uh, I don't know. Who is Jim Nance's favorite sidekick villain? Mini Mimi. See what I did there? Yep. Mini Mimi. All right, uh, here we go. Let's keep it going. Hall of Fame Mimi. That's right. Can't get enough of it. Uh, You know why Coop missed work yesterday? You hear about this Coop missed work yesterday? I think I know, but uh, tell me why. Uh, He was on the pot. That's why. (laughs) So Adam sent that one in. Well, New Jersey drivers are the most distracted using a phone around once every 4.7 miles. Really? No, I didn't know that. New Jersey, huh? Yeah, it turns out that Bon Jovi's uh, song, Living on a Prayer, was actually a PSA. Oh, boy. I like Bon Jovi. He he liked that. There you go. See, there you go. Uh, Someone stole hundreds of cans of Red Bull from the market, Eddie. Oh, is that so? Where's that at? Yeah, police don't know how they can sleep at night, these people. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell was that? All right, I got a couple more. Uh, now, Anthony Anthony said this should have been the closer. And he's upset that I didn't use this as the closer. Oh, we'll be the judge of that. And it's pretty funny. I could have used this as the closer. Uh, here, here it is. So Anthony and Anna. Why did the bagel punch the tomato? Why did the bagel punch the tomato? I don't know, Ben, why? Because the tomato called him a baguette. I don't get it. Okay. I don't think I can say it, but uh, we'll leave it at that. If you don't get it, right over your head. That was funnier than the joke. Yeah. uh, Here's the closer. Here we go. Let's do the closer right now. Here we go. What is No Condom Carl's least favorite college? No Condom Carl's least favorite college is what, Ben? Uh, that would be USC. He hates the Trojans, Eddie. He cannot stand the Trojans. Oh, there it is. That's from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. We thank all you guys, all you guys who sent jokes in. We didn't use all of them because some of them were terrible and due to time constraints. But if you want to send your jokes in for a future edition of the Ben Maller Show, especially offensive jokes for Koopa Loop, uh, you can send those in care of the Ben Maller Show to Ben Maller Show at Gmail. That's Ben Maller Show at gmail.com, and you can be part 
of the festivities. And uh, for some reason, people seem to think that this weed man show is going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's going to happen? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? No, it's not happening. I mean, it's not. He keeps saying this. you got to actually put money down. That's the problem. you got to pay for it. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.